0: Hello and welcome to the Outsourcing Pharma podcast. I'm Natalie Morrison. The European CMO business is growing at a tremendous rate. Frost & Sullivan market analyst Ashwarya Chidambaram predicts 2011's revenues of $10 billion will hit up to $20.75 billion in 2018. A strong regulatory presence is a big attraction for many operating within the market. However, she suggests that this key selling point could soon become a downfall. She suggests that with the improvements in compliance for emerging and growing industries, the expected European growth could be stunted as more companies opt for the easy route.
1: Yeah, certainly, uh, the emerging markets like India and China are uh, growing at robust rates as compared to the developed markets. This is because of the price-competitive nature of the market, the uh, the availability of skilled and cheap labor, uh, and also the, that these markets are trying to become more and more technically well-equipped as um, the facilities over here are concentrating more on the safety and quality aspects of product, and they're trying to become more and more WHO-compliant and more and more effortless tea compliance so uh, with all these processes in place, most of the pharmaceutical companies are trying to establish their production facilities or manufacturing facilities in uh, the emerging markets like India, China, and Singapore. When it comes to uh, manufacturing, the, uh, the companies are able to uh, significantly reduce their costs by as high as say forty to sixty percent when it is outsourced to the emerging markets. So, so, since it works out to be a cheaper option, at least for products like generics or uh, or, the, or the less uh, regulated products, these kind of products are trying to outsource it emerging markets but when you when we talk of manufacturing of highly regulated products or a complicated products like biofarm stickers and so on and so forth i still i still see that companies prefer outsourcing it to the uh cmos in the developed markets of uh, u.s and western europe
0: in the report you do say that the cost of regulatory approval will take up large chunks of of the funds that are set aside for european cmos um How do you think this will affect CMOs? Uh,
1: Now, certainly, if you see the uh, regulatory barriers are becoming more and more stringent of uh, late, because the uh, the uh, the uh, regulatory bodies like the FDA or the EMEA are more concerned with the quality and the final the safety of the products, particularly that uh, for for lack of impurities and identity, and you know they want consistency to be maintained in the products. So, because of this, the uh, uh, regulatory uh, guidelines are becoming more and more stringent, and this in turn causes the, um, the companies to upgrade their uh, manufacturing facilities both technically as well as uh, in terms of the process development also. So, so this would obviously contribute to greater investments and uh, greater costs for the uh, cmos so if you see currently the uh, overhead costs so the regulate the, the fixed cost for cmos ranges between uh, eighteen to twenty one percent for these mm, i mean that, that's the uh, cost uh, which costs incurred by cmos for regulatory uh, purposes uh, I feel that in Europe being a highly regulated market with each country following a different regulatory policy because of its fragmented nature i think this, these regulatory Barriers are even more stringent when it comes to a market like Europe, and uh, this uh, tends to, uh, you know, um, add on to the costs of companies further. And uh, sin- and one more thing is that since there is not much funding from the public sector for uh, the contract manufacturing organisations, it makes it very, it makes it a very difficult situation, particularly for the smaller CMOs, um, which 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 do not have the financial muscle to uh, sustain in the market.
0: How do you think companies could? get around the issues of the cost of regulation
1: uh, well, uh, there is no shortcut for uh, companies to uh, get away with the regulatory nuances, because it's very important that the uh, companies are uh, technically equipped as per the standards of the regulatory bodies. So, so I wouldn't really say that there's a shortcut for this. It's the only thing is that uh, companies need to be aware of the regulatory guidelines uh, thoroughly, and they're supposed to. I mean, I mean, they're supposed to, uh, you know, set up the facilities in compliance with these guidelines. So. But there's no shortcut to actually overcome these
0: guidelines. Would you say that European regulations are more complex than those in other markets?
1: Certainly, certainly yes. Uh, because uh, the, uh, the primary reason for this is Europe is a fragmented market. Uh, as you know, that I mean, there are several countries on the continent, and each country follows a different national policy or uh, different guidelines. So, uh, it becomes uh, difficult for the uh, companies as they need to get the approval at both the central level and the respective national uh, governments as well. So this, this uh, leads to a lot of uh, chaos and confusion in the process, and not only that, it ultimately delays the market access of products. So this has been one of the uh, greatest uh, problems which uh, companies uh, face when it comes to the European market. And this also could be one of the major reasons uh, as to why the you know companies increasingly t- uh, tend to outsource their um, uh, manufacturing activities to uh, lesser regulated markets like the U.S. or the uh, cheaper markets like the Asian countries countries, for example, like India or China.
0: I'm Natalie Morrison for Outsourcing Pharma. Thank you.